Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. It is CPR Awareness Week, and while there is no higher risk of choking with baby lead weaning compared to conventional adult lead spoon feeding, choking is a very rare but real risk, and knowing CPR can save your baby's life. I recommend that everybody who helps feed your baby takes a refresher infant CPR course before starting solid foods. I take a refresher infant CPR course online every quarter just to stay current, and I'm doing it again this week for CPR Awareness Week. So to heighten awareness about the importance of CPR, I'm teaming up with my friend and certified CPR instructor Brandon from Thrive Training Institute with a special offer for listeners of this podcast. So right now, when you register for our choking prevention and response course, you will get lifetime access to Brandon's online CPR course for free. So the choking prevention and response course, it's a class we co-teach. So it's me, a baby-led weaning dietitian, Don Winkleman, who's a speech-language pathologist who specializes in pediatric swallowing, and Brandon, the CPR instructor. So we'll teach you everything you need to know about making a safe feeding situation so your baby doesn't choke on food. And we designed this course for parents who are exceptionally fearful about choking. So if that's you, you can get lifetime access to online CPR course for free when you sign up for the choking course. And to access this deal, you don't need a code. You just go to this special website. It's bit.ly slash CPR choking. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash CPR choking and get free lifetime access to online CPR now through June 7th when you register for the choking prevention and response course. Again, that's bit.ly slash CPR choking. And that mini mat which suctions to the table is great to have when your baby is starting to join you in family meals, reminds you to offer a variety of foods. Again, we put a little portion of protein, a little portion of fruit or vegetable, and a starchy food. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Happy almost Thanksgiving at the time of this recording. Today's episode is Thanksgiving specific. Giving thanks A, first of all, for you guys for listening to the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. I love getting to connect with you here. I release two episodes every week. Monday, I do a mini baby led weaning training. And then on Thursday, there's always an interview with another feeding expert or a guest, something related to feeding your baby. If you ever want to catch any of the older episodes or search for specific episodes because there's like a lot of episodes. This is episode 181. Doing two a week, it kind of adds up quickly, but we're covering tons of content. It's really easy to search. If you head to the podcast website, that's blwpodcast.com and you can find pretty much an episode on everything. And if you have an episode idea, I'm very thankful to you because some of my best episode ideas come from you guys. I grab my episode ideas from your suggestions from the written reviews for the podcast. So if you've been listening and you like what you're hearing, or if you have some suggestions on how to improve or episodes you want to hear, I'd love if you could leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. I single-handedly read every single review. So thank you for your feedback and thank you for your episode ideas. Leaving a written review is what really helps other parents find the podcast. 
to learn about baby lead weaning because we're interested in giving everyone's baby a safe start to solid foods with baby lead weaning. So Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Today's episode, we're going to be tackling which Thanksgiving foods can babies safely eat. I know Thanksgiving can be anxiety inducing for lots of reasons, like family holidays. Okay, that's like a whole different, that's a different type of podcast. All right. For focusing on the food though, why is it stressful for families? Because oftentimes it's the first time that your baby is going to be eating in front of someone else that's not you. You are the one who knows your baby best. You're the one who should be comfortable offering your baby new foods. You're the one who should be there trying them if you're the primary caregiver with your baby, right? We never ask someone else to try new foods with our babies if they're not intimately involved in the feeding process. So for most of the families, it's whoever's listening to this podcast, it's probably the person who's picking the new foods. But Thanksgiving can freak us out because there's lots of other people around and maybe they're not used to seeing a baby feed themselves. And maybe they want to grab a jar of pureed peas and force feed it to your baby. Okay, they may be like, why are you foregoing or skipping traditional spoon feeding? And all of that can kind of come to a bubble around Thanksgiving time. So I want you guys to be prepared for Thanksgiving. We've been practicing with a lot of meat content here on the podcast because for those of you who do eat meat, there's turkey at Thanksgiving. And if your baby hasn't had a lot of practice with meat, that could like further contribute to your anxiety maybe around Thanksgiving. But I want you guys to have a peaceful and a fun and a relaxing Thanksgiving. So let's dive into which of the foods babies can eat for Thanksgiving. Okay, babies can technically eat almost all foods. And if your baby gets a bite of pumpkin pie, you guys, because grandma slipped it in there, it's not the end of the world. I know some people are like, oh my gosh, have I done irreparable damage because my baby had a bite of birthday cake or pie? No, absolutely not. Not the end of the world. But there are, as you're preparing your Thanksgiving dinner, some really little modifications that you can do to help your baby enjoy and participate in Thanksgiving. So hopefully with Thanksgiving time, you've got a high chair that will get your baby right up to the table, okay? I love a couple of high chairs. One of my favorite ones is the Nomi high chair. And I, we've had the designer of the Nomi, someone from their company on the podcast before. I've had Jeff, the sales guy from Nomi on talking about positioning. If you guys are interested in getting a Nomi high chair, I actually have a really significant discount. I'm not allowed to mention the particulars of it on the podcast, but you can email me if you head to the show notes for this episode 181. So blwpodcast.com slash 181. Send me an email and I'll send you the details of that Nomi high chair. If you want to get this chair that you can pull your baby right up to the table for Thanksgiving, because that's a huge part of baby led weaning is being able to participate in meals with our babies. And I love that high chair because of it, the fluidly adjusting foot plate, right? Babies need to be able to put their feet flat on a solid foot plate. And the Nomi is the only high chair that adjusts at every single level that your baby's foot is at so that your baby can have a safe swallow no matter where they are in their feeding journey. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Now you've got that baby up at the table. What foods are you going to feed? I'm going to share some of my favorite picks for Thanksgiving and then the ones I pass on. Because to be honest, we generally don't offer baby more than three foods at one time. You're welcome to do more or less if you want to, but sometimes I see these plates with tons of different types of foods. A, super overwhelming for the parents. Who has time to make five different types of food at every single meal? And super overwhelming for the baby, okay? So I generally do. I use the easy peasy mini mat when I'm making a meal for baby. There's two two-ounce portions and a four-ounce portion in that suction mat. The two-ounce portion, I'll put a small portion of protein and a serving of fruit or vegetable. 
And then in the larger four ounce portion, which is like the smile part, so it's like two eyes and a smile. In the smile part, I'll put the carbohydrate or whatever the starchy food is that I'm feeding the baby. And I teach more about this inside of my weekly workshop, Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. You can sign up for that at babyledweaning.co. That's where I give everyone my 100 first foods list. I'll teach you my five-step feeding framework so you can learn how to offer five new foods a week to your baby. And I show you how to plate baby's food so that you're reintroducing baby to familiar foods that you've already tried, but you're still trying one new food a day. And that workshop, again, it's at babyledweaning.co and everyone on the workshop gets a copy of my 100 first foods list. And if you guys are interested in that easy peasy mat that I was recommending, I am an affiliate for easy peasy. My discount code Katie10 works for 10% off site-wide at easypeasyfun.com. And that mini mat, which suctions to the table, is great to have when your baby is starting to join you in family meals, reminds you to offer a variety of foods. Again, we put a little portion of protein, a little portion of fruit or vegetable, and a starchy food. So we're talking about the protein. I do love turkey for baby led weaning. Again, we've been doing a ton of meat content lately, but when it comes to selecting meats that we offer our baby, we want to choose the fattier cuts of meat. So I like the legs and the wing and the thigh meat for babies. And I kind of stay away from the breast because it tends to be more dry and dry foods, particularly dry protein foods can be a choking hazard. I don't do gravy for babies unless I'm the one making the gravy. I make my own gravy because... My mom and I are both not like amazing cooks. We're both dietitians. We like kind of cook out of necessity. But my mom makes amazing gravy. She taught me how to make amazing gravy. I just don't put any salt. I like take the portion out for the baby before I salt it for everyone else. And you can make a low sodium gravy. It definitely does not taste as good as regular gravy, but you can just withhold the sodium if you're actually making your gravy and then also put that on the meat for baby if you want to. So I pick the turkey, but I pass on the ham. Okay, ham is a really high sodium food. There are much safer ways to make pork for baby led weaning than by offering ham. So check out episode 175. That's all about pork and how to safely prepare pork for baby led weaning. I'll give you some more ideas about why we pass on the ham at least for Thanksgiving, but stick to the turkey, pick the turkey, pass on the ham. What about the vegetables? Okay. I know a lot of people love like the green bean casserole and there's lots of different ways to make green bean casserole. I have a love-hate relationship with green beans when it comes to baby led weeding. Hey, I like my own green beans personally, like fresh green beans to be somewhat crispy and to snap, okay? That's not safe for babies. We don't offer any crispy or crunchy or foods that snap because it's not safe for babies to eat. So if you got green beans, you gotta cook them till they're kind of soggy, which is gross. Pull out the adult portion and then cook the baby portion till it's nice and soft. That's safer for babies to swallow. But if you're doing a green bean casserole and it's got a bunch of like canned mushroom soup in it, that's not the best bet for baby because there is so much sodium. So I'll pass on the green beans, but I pick the roasted vegetables. Okay, if you've got roasted carrots or roasted parsnips or roasted Brussels sprouts, as long as they're nice and soft, especially the carrots and the parsnips, those are so easy to cut into those strips that are about the size of your adult pinky finger. Okay, and that little portion pocket of the mini mat that you put one serving of fruit or vegetable in there, you could put some roasted veggies in there just without added salt. Are you looking for a podcast your whole family can enjoy together? Uh Check out Culture Kids Podcast. Our adventures will ignite your curiosity for culture, traditions, languages, geography, and even pop culture with interviews from guests all over the world. We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon. Through each episode, we aim to help children become empathetic, creative leaders in their communities and help them see the beauty in our differences. Come explore the mysterious depth 
depths of the great blue hole in Belize to the vibrant rhythms of Bollywood, we'll stroll along the black sand beaches of El Salvador and savor the flavors of Fiji and Lobos, all in the name of curiosity and adventure. Let Culture Kids Podcast be your passport to a global education. Yes. And that's Culture Kids Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. Now, when it comes to the carbohydrate food, everyone loves mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving time. I love mashed potatoes, but they're such a pain to make. They're so much work. My kids think they're like a special occasion food because I never make them. And I love them with a lot of butter. So if your baby has had or been exposed to cow's milk protein and you make your mashed potatoes with butter, awesome. Give them all the mashed potatoes in the world. Just pull the portion out for the baby before you put the salt in them, right? Because depending upon how you make your mashed potatoes, they can be super duper salty. But the mashed potatoes is actually a nice way to soften up some of the turkey. If your turkey, I mean, again, we want to be choosing the darker meat, but if you got some turkey that's a little on the drier side, we always can add some dippers or some toppers. I love mashed potatoes as a topper. It's a good source of carbohydrate for your baby. Okay, now, some people make yams or candied yams. I would pass on those. Interesting fun fact, what Americans think are yams are really not yams. We only have sweet potatoes in the United States. Yellow sweet potatoes or white sweet potatoes are both wonderful for babies. But my husband, the only thing he cooks all year long that's not meat is at Thanksgiving time, he makes the Ruth's Chris sweet potato casserole. I do not love this one. I mean, it's basically like pie. There's so much sugar in it. It's unbelievable. Everyone else loves it when he makes it because it's basically dessert. That is not a food that I would feed the baby. So I'm going to pass on the sweet potato casserole because of all the added sugar. Also, marshmallows, huge choking risk for babies. Uh, and I'm going to pick the mashed potatoes for babies. Another one I pass on is cranberry sauce. I like love cranberries and berries, but there is literally no way to make a cranberries palatable that does not involve a lot of sugar. And if you guys have figured out how to do it, Okay, also you can't, I did this a while ago and someone sent me a recipe and it was full of Splenda. I was like, okay, technically that's not sugar, but like we also don't offer artificial sweeteners to babies. So if you have a way to make cranberries soft and not like the most tart thing that nobody would ever put in their mouth without adding sugar, I would love to hear it. But for the most part, cranberry sauce either has too much added sugar or literally not palatable because it doesn't have any sugar. So we got to stay away from added sugar and added salt when we're feeding our babies. And then obviously everyone finishes their Thanksgiving with some sort of a dessert. Hey, I'm a big fan of if your baby eats a bite or two of dessert, it's not the end of the world. Is it something you're going to regularly feed to your baby? No, but I think it is important that if you're incorporating your baby into your family mealtime and you're having a special meal and you want to offer baby a little bit of a special food, hey, as long as it's safe and they're not going to choke on it, I say you go for it. So I hope you guys have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And again, thank you so much for being a part of this wonderful baby-led weaning community. I'll catch you next time. Bye now. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.